Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joshua Tree back in uh, 1987. Legend has it that's uh, Hawk Moon 269 because it took 269 takes to get it right. Paying homage to Sam Shepard's collection of short stories back in 1973. It's always been the big question. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you. Oilers Now brought to you by World of Spas. Let's get right to it. Wow, it has been a uh, crazy last uh, 96 hours, to say the least. Um, we had a lot to get to. Chris Knobloch gets his first win last night as head coach. Um, after being announced as head coach on Sunday, the Oilers' uh, slow start, stuck with it, didn't panic, looked poised, came away with a 4-1 victory over the New York Islanders. We'll have a complete review of last night's game. Uh, we'll hear from Connor McDavid as well as uh, Chris Knobloch, and then get into some comments today from Matthias Eckholm, Warren Fogel, and Evan Bouchard. Brendan Escott is with us at 535 for Wow Factor Desserts, the former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, the number one pick in the 1983 NHL draft, and the man that started Octagon's player agency, Brian Lawton. That is the agency that uh, represents Leon Dreisaitl. At 605, he's back from the NHL Hall of Fame meetings. Uh, Frank Cervelli for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. At 635, 630, Chad's inside the game analyst Rob Brown will join us as well. You can reach us at any time on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. Enjoy a taste of Italy Thursday with six new flatbreads. Only eight bucks. Book your table at rivercreekresort.com. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 7804 960063. Get the new floors you always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan with two E's, Scott with two T's. We will tell you our top story for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. First full practice today for Edmonton Oilers head coach. Chris Knobloch and uh, the Oilers getting their victory last night. We are going to go into the Oilers now. Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. Check out Direct Workwear's new FR Parka with enhanced warming features for only $270. Cam Moon on the call last night in the Oilers 4-1 win. 
It's the Oilers and the Islanders. Good evening, Cam Moon along with Bob Stoffer. Matt Coleman will get it around the boards. That's not going to get out. Barzell shoots and scores. Matt Barzell got a pass in the slot. He wires it home on the glove side of Skinner, and it's 1-0 for the Islanders. I mean, that's just a brutal start for the Edmonton Oilers. Sure, to Dreisaitl. He'll shoot. Scores! Leon Dreisaitl off the right side. And this game's well, Leon's had some jump in this game. Just a great look prior to that sequence to Evander Kane. And then he calls for the puck as the Islanders are trying to execute a line change. And Dreisaitl catches it full flight. Great response uh, from our group. Obviously, 40 seconds and you don't want to get one up. But we didn't uh, fold our hand. We got back on the on the right foot and just kept kept playing our game. And uh, the more, more time we spend in the Ozone, I think, uh, you know, the better we'll be off tonight. Bouchard. Left wing to Nugent Hopkins across. Drive side on one timer wide. Bounce to front. Scores! Zach Hyman right in front of the net. Nine seconds into the power play, and the Oilers have a 2 1 lead. Now Drive Sidle. He'll get the puck to McDavid. His shot. Scores! Connor McDavid squeezes it under Sorokin. Well, that's his first goal. In nine games for Connor McDavid. Dreisaitl will get it out to Kane. He's got the empty net. Evander Kane will skate it to the net and score. Empty net goal to give the Oilers a 4-1 lead. The Edmonton Oilers get their fourth win of the year. Their first win here at Rogers Place. Yes, indeed. Edmonton wins 4-1. Connor McDavid after the game had this to say on the win over the New York Islanders. It was everything that we've been kind of missing, you know. Obviously, uh, you know, special teams were good. Um, we definitely missed that third period offense. We've been missing that, um, you know, and I thought Stu played really well. Um, you know, he was there when we needed him. Uh, it was also head coach Chris Knobloch's first win. Of course, McDavid and Knobloch worked together uh, with the Erie Otters. Here's Connor McDavid, the Oilers captain. You know, he was calm, um, you know, came in and was... Uh, his calm self, um, you know, just uh, you know, didn't didn't uh, didn't give us too much, um, you know, just kind of like guys go out and play, and and uh, and we'll work through the details of, of his system as we go. Um, you know, obviously, can't do it all in one morning skate, so I thought uh, he did a great job under the circumstances. We'll get to the calm comment in a second. Meanwhile, Chris Knobloch, the former U of A Golden Bear. A man whose uh, career really took off when the Oilers played a factor in him ending up in Erie. It was a time in which, uh, in which the Oilers had extended a little bit of assistance to Erie Otters owner Sherry Basson uh, when the Otters were in a tough spot financially. Um, Chris Knobloch had this to say on Balancing Ice Time last night. We want guys to uh, contribute. We want this to be a... Um when we have success, we want it because of the team and not just uh, a few individuals. And, um, you know, the only way to do that is to play everybody. But that being said, you often win when your best players are your best players. And they have to have the flow of playing regularly. So I think it'll be different each time. All right. For me, way too early to suggest there was a discernible interest or a difference in the way the Oilers played. I'd like to get your thoughts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. I think for many of you, and we had a lot of text yesterday in the Holloway, uh, holiday, and we'll get to Holloway in a second, on the uh, holiday Monday, uh, a lot of text. I think there's still a lot of fair amount of fans 
sort of shocked that the coaching change occurred in the first place. Um, I think you'll see more of the structure and process that Knobloch believes in. This is a guy that's coached as a head coach for 12 years as he gets time to implement more system play uh, in practices. But Connor McDavid said something there, Brendan. So we bring aboard Brendan Escott, big part of Oilers now. Twice referenced calm. He was his calm self. 40 seconds into the game, on their second A-grade scoring opportunity in the first minute of the game, uh, Barzell pumps one past Stuart Skinner. And you could feel the pall in the building. But the Oilers didn't beat themselves. Like, Skinner made a couple good saves. The Islanders were the better team for the first half of the game. Drysaddle scored a beauty. But Edmonton didn't exasperate their problems and make it worse and accelerate a downward trend. They just kind of stuck with it. Calm. Your thoughts on that fact that McDavid mentioned it twice. Obviously pretty important these guys loosen the grip on the stick. I thought that no matter who the coach was last night, you were going to see an improved effort from the Oilers, right? But that calmness, I think, is something that this team really needs to embody. Uh, with the expectations as high as they are, having a calm figurehead is, I think, almost a requirement. And not to say that Jay Woodcroft was a hothead by any means. He's not a hothead. At all. But uh, but this is you know somebody where it's a clean slate for everybody. Everyone's in the good graces right now, and and I think that is probably very key moving forward. Yeah, 643 winning percentage. Again, you can text us 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Well, tough news uh, today, um, and it involves Dylan Holloway, who played a great game against Seattle, crashed in on the boards, looked like he banged his kneecap uh, on the play. Uh, Chris Knobloch at his availability today didn't say much about Holloway, but here's the injury report for you. Uh, I don't know specifically. I think it will be a longer term, but um, how long, we're not sure. Uh, that's uh, Chris Knobloch and Dylan Holloway. Matthias Janmark is at the point, like, right now the orders are not in LTIR. It would not be out of the realm of possibilities that if Holloway's out for a month plus, which if he's banged up his kneecap, his patella, that's a potential. Um that that could occur, and the orders could also retroactively place Matthias Janmark on LTIR. Some people are saying, well, Connor Brown skated with the main group today, and the orders uh, put Raphael Lavoie back down. That could be a paper transaction, so just stay tuned on that front. There's no guarantee Brown's in tomorrow. In fact, it's entirely possible, and we'll have a better idea tonight at 7 o'clock. Um, if, in theory, Holloway, if they knew that Holloway was going to miss more than a month, they could put him on LTIR. They're only about, I think, about $22,000 away from being up to cap. So they could also retroactively put Yanmark on LTIR. Um, and they could probably call up Broberg at some point and maybe call up one up with Lavoie returning and one other forward. It all depends on the machinations with the LTIR, so stay tuned on that front. No guarantee that's all going to happen, but it could be a possibility. I'm just sort of, what's the term? Spitballing here as to what they might end up doing. All right, uh, Chris Doblock again uh, was asked his thoughts on uh, processing uh, last night's win. It was nice to have the victory so I could relax a little bit more, but... Uh 
you know, just with the NHL schedule, you don't have much time to relax because uh, we did play a game and there's stuff that we wanted to review and um, still had to get ready for practice and plan. And I don't know, just last night, there's still a lot of things on my mind that can't quite unwind yet. But uh, hopefully maybe when we hit the road that uh, we do have a little more time that that will happen. Knobloch was also asked what he wanted to accomplish with the Oilers' practice, which was today at noon at the DCA. Yeah, no, well, one was to have some fun. Um, you know, at the end of the game or at the end of the practice, we had a little game there, and you can just tell that the players always get a little more in, or um, find their energy when you when you put in a little competition there. Uh, but we did some, we've talked a lot about D-zone coverage and defensive zone uh, responsibilities. Uh, we added a little more offensive zone play today, whether that was on our transition or um, offensive zone structure. Um, yeah, just little little tidbits as the, as the season goes on, and um, hopefully they pick some something up each day. So we interviewed Connor Brown yesterday. I don't know whether or not he theoretically would be ready for tomorrow's game against Seattle. Chris Knobloch uh, was asked about Connor Brown today. We don't know for sure with Brownie. I know before it was, um, you know, maybe 50-50. Today we want to see how he is on the ice, uh, test it out. Um, he's still out there, so that's probably a good sign. Um, but... Um, yeah, I guess uh, after I talk to our medical staff, we'll find out if he's playing tomorrow or not. I do have a clip here, Bob, from Connor Brown today. I didn't put it on yeah. your sheet, but he talked about how the injury actually happened. Go let's, for it. let's hear that. You know, maybe some compensation stuff coming from, uh, you know, like the knee. Cause, you know, but the knee is, feels great and nothing to do with, uh, with you know, with the integrity of the knee at all. And so, uh, you know, just some some tightness, um, you, know, uh, you know, working through it. And like I said, uh feel in very good hands here with uh with the staff and they've been uh you know helping me along and just i'm you know working as hard as i can to, to feel as good as i can yeah I, again i don't know if he's I, I think you could see some roster maneuvering going on because i don't think there's any guarantee that he goes back in right away uh maybe saturday when the Oilers are in tampa bay the team uh, will fly there thursday after playing tomorrow night against seattle Kraken. all right uh paul coffee was on the bench last night matthias ekholm's a veteran defenseman he was asked about coffee's constant communication on the bench in last night's game he sees it right away, and he, he communicates right away, which is it's a great thing. I mean, obviously, when you've been in the league for a bit, you know when you're doing... Usually, you know when you do stuff bad and when you do stuff good, right? So um, I think for him, too, it's about... We talked about it this morning. It's like he learned from us how we react, how we want it on the band. Like, it's always a feel-out process, and I feel like he's... Usually when you have former players, they know that process and they can see in you if you want that direct or if you want to kind of hang on to it and talk tomorrow. So I'm sure he'll handle every guy differently and as we go. But yesterday, yeah, he was really talkative. He was really direct. And, and, and as soon as he saw something, he was vocal about it. And I, I appreciate that. I, I I'm personally like that. So uh, I thought it was great. Well, it's not every day you have a Hall of Famer on your bench that's the second highest scoring defenseman in NHL history. Evan Bouchard has a and some people might say Stafford's BS. He's never coached before, but there's a lot of guys that start off as defensive coaches that don't actually work their way up through different levels of that. I mean, that's that kind of, I think to coach defense, generally speaking, you, you kind of have to play defense. That's kind of a rule of thumb for me. Uh, Evan Bouchard had these comments on learning from Paul Coffey. I think it's just a different change. Um, you know, fourth with Mance did a lot for me, taught me a lot of uh, things, you know, being heavy, playing all that kind of stuff. It's uh, got a little different approach, you know, more skating, moving the pucks. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Puck does the work. Puck does the work. Warren Fogle uh, played for Chris Knobloch. Uh, he had these comments on what he expects from Knobloch regarding accountability. I think just cutting ice is uh, sending a message instead of yelling at you. So I know that's something I've experienced with him in the past. So um, I don't... 
know what it's like now after, I don't know, seven years, eight years, or whatever it's been. So, um, you know, guys worked hard last night, and, you know, we know where we are in the standing. So every game's important. Hey, it's Warren Fogel. All right, in the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Bob, the team is sick of the media. I loved Woody and Manson, but the coaching change took the focus off the players. Knobloch's calm approach seemed to just let the guys play. That one comes to us from Medicine Hat. Dave, again, you can text us 780-496-0063. Bob, the players and most of the fans really liked Woody and Manson, but they were not winning. They needed to do something real. They now can't have another extended winless streak for the rest of the year. All right. Well, there's some, uh, again, you can text us anytime, 780-496-0063. When we come back in Oilers Now, Brendan Escott will have NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. It's 523 in Edmonton. Special shout out, 526. Friend of our shows is Josh Marshall from the Two Mutts Podcast. Once in a while, he has Brendan Escott on. Once in a while, he's got me on. And we have a new podcast that was up. Uh, Josh did it uh, uh, on Sunday night, it was a raw day to say the least, and it had nothing to do with the Ravens losing to the Cleveland Browns, let me tell you. All right, uh, let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. We've got uh, four games already underway. Sabres and Bruins uh, playing in Buffalo, and the Bruins are up 2-0. Uh, Blue Jackets Penguins tied in Columbus, and Canadians and Flames currently on Sportsnet right now are scoreless in the first period. Uh, that is no, there is a little Canadian content tonight. The Jets hosting the Devils as well. Uh, details on the annual Toronto meeting for NHL GMs. That's going on right now. We'll get some more of those with Frank Saravalli. Leon Dreisaitl fined $5,000 for cross-checking Bo Horvat's calf. They called it tripping. Give it was stick. not. Give him the stick. <laughs> Let him know you're there. It was a nasty play. His pocketbook is a little skinnier as a result. Los Angeles will host two preseason games in Quebec City next fall. It's an interesting team to do so. British police have arrested uh, Matt Petgrave and charged him with manslaughter in the death of uh, Adam Johnson. Mm. So uh, this doesn't necessarily mean guilt, but it does mean that they're going to be asking a lot more questions as a result of this. Bakersfield's playing the Wranglers in Calgary tonight and tomorrow. Oil Kings heading out on a three-game road trip. That starts tomorrow against the Pats in Regina. Brandon and Moose Jaw hosting later this week. And hey, Swift Current Broncos indefinitely suspending head coach Devin Prote for an alleged violation of the league standards of conduct at today's practice. So uh, I'm not sure whether he was aggressive with a kid or what happened there, but indefinite suspension as of uh, yesterday's practice. Uh-huh. And uh, Golden Bears, 7-5 and five on the season. They host Regina this weekend. Yeah, they've got... They, they've got- uh, they've gone through the tough part of their schedule. They now got a bunch of weeks coming up where you're going to see their uh, winning percentage increase with Ian Herbers, who became the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears back in 2012. You know who else interviewed for that job? Chris Knobloch. 528 in Edmonton off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilmer. 